0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, today the title of this and this is kind of cool. You know how when the title really gives away the whole story? Uh, Title: Medical Failure: The Delusion of Diagnosis in Idiopathic Diseases. Now, diagnosis. I mean, the root word was um, started in the 1680s. It was an idea to know thoroughly. It's a combination of di- DIA it means apart, and to learn. And so the definition of diagnosis now uh, is to identify a disease from its sign and symptoms. Now that's cool, and this, this could be life-saving in an infectious disease where you need, to, or a poisoning, when you need to find the culprit. Here's the challenge, though. There's a huge number of diseases today that are idiopathic, or they don't know. It's unknown. So now, if you don't know what a disease is or what the source of it is or what the cause of it is, could it be that medical intervention might cause more harm? Absolutely, and that's what we're going to see here. And it's kind of funny because uh, one of my instructors who said it's foolish to diagnose. And this is the diagnostic wheel that he teach every doctor. And whether you're an osteopath, a doctor of chiropractic, a doctor of medicine, a doctor of osteopathy, you're all taught, even naturopaths, to spin that diagnostic wheel, come up with a collection of symptoms. But here, what I want you to do is think of common sense. Let's say you have 10 people with fibromyalgia. Do they all have the same lifestyle factors, the same contributing factors, the same uh, causes? No, of course not. And, and you could go through the whole list, 10 people with high blood pressure, 10 people with inflammatory bowel disease, 10 people with, with whatever kind of disease you want to come up with. Let's find the, you've got to look at the real underlying causes which are going to be the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. One of my professors said, Diagnose. Di means two. And agmos, agnosis means not to know or shunning of knowledge. So, diagnose means two people agree not to know. I know. Okay. Now, when, when you look at Western Journal of Medicine, 2000, they had a really cool article on how to deal with medically unknown symptoms. And I'm just going to read some highlights of this because, quote, medical practice traditionally involves making a clear diagnosis before intervening and before healing may occur. Standard appointment times are not long enough for patients with medically unknown symptoms to tell their story. Now, the article goes on to state, Western medicine seeks to practice evidence-based medicine. Now, I'm going to pause there because evidence-based medicine means that, um, what what does that mean? Does that mean that you use evidence? So where is the evidence obtained from? Is it obtained from the pharmaceutical industry, from science, from patient observation, Uh, the evidence that, that, that intervention has been used before? Well, this article goes on to state, listen to this, This is not the case for physicians who are clinical ecologists and practice environmental medicine. These physicians advocate the avoidance of a wide range of chemicals and the use of non-validated tests and treatments. They think that personal observation and experience are all that are necessary to diagnose and treat people with medically unknown symptoms. Their theories and practices have been condemned by most medical societies. I'm going to stop there, too, because that's absolutely true. Um, I'm going to run through the idiopathic diseases, what they are, and the iatrogenic diseases, what they are, uh, but the medical world is like discounting. Now, if I was to say you have a digestive illness, like ulcerative colitis or inflammatory bowel disease, uh, you might think that eating something might have a negative effect, or stress level might have a negative effect. And this is what um, real clinicians are looking at. They're looking at what the physical, chemical, and emotional stress that these people have. (coughs) The article goes on to state, traditional medicine needs a clear diagnosis that corresponds with a particular disease. Relying on a precise diagnosis may be counterproductive for both the physicians and their patients. Physicians may find themselves increasingly frustrated by their inability to understand and solve the problem. For patients, they need to have a clear diagnosis for their experience may shift their focus to symptoms to the exclusion of all other aspects of their life. And think of this, if you have symptoms and your doctor can't come up with the symptoms. Now, now I'm a chiropractor, so what I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look for the autonomic dysfunction, I'm gonna look for the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. The medical world has a huge problem there because they're gonna look at tests, they're gonna look at diagnostics, and they're gonna try and categorize in, into a world of, of a diagnosis category. Now, however, if that, the, the cause of that diagnosis category is completely ignored uh, when the cause is unknown. So their whole world is just to handle the symptoms. Now, if you're a patient like this who's hurting and you've been to doctor after doctor, this article goes on to be clear For patients need to have a clear diagnosis for the experience may shift their focus from their symptoms to the exclusion of all other aspects of life. In addition, patients may become isolated from their families by lack of a label of an illness for their symptoms. Inevitably, everything becomes a possible trigger of symptoms, creating an atmosphere of fear. Absolutely. And we have so many patients that have been to doctor after doctor after doctor, and finally they come in here and they say, well... I was diagnosed with lupus, <clears throat> or I was diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease, or I was diagnosed with um, complex regional pain syndrome, or I've been diagnosed with one illness after another illness. Let's look at some of these that are unknown. Okay, and here's the circular logic, and this is off of uh, the Mayo Clinic. Um, hypothyroidism. Which the thyroid is supposed to be malfunctioning. Okay, and this is the definition, the medical definition. The most common cause of hypothyroidism is an autoimmune disorder known as Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Beautiful, we got it right there. You got the label, you got Hashimoto's. Fantastic. Okay, now. So you can look at the medical world that stops there, and they have the certain diagnostic uh, criteria has already been satisfied, so now we're going to do therapies. We're going to get you on levothyroxine for the rest of your life because nobody knows the cause of Hashimoto's. What did I just say? Okay, listen to this. Hashimoto's thyroiditis or inflammation of the thyroid gland is an autoimmune thing, which means it's a malfunction of your immune system officially the doctors aren't entirely sure why the immune system is supposed to defend the body from harmful viruses and bacteria sometimes turns against healthy body tissues so we know the cause the cause is something that we don't know the cause this is an insane circular logic let's look at fibromyalgia fibromyalgia affects the soft tissue not the joints the cause is unknown Okay, but risk factors include traumatic injury, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, genetic factors. Let's look at chronic complex regional pain syndrome. Is believed to be caused by damage or malfunction. Believed, so there's no actual cause. What about high blood pressure? That's right, high blood pressure. The the most common one is called primary hypertension or idiopathic. It has no identifiable cause. What about inflammatory bowel disease? Now, this is hugely important. When you look at the Mayo Clinic's website, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, inflammatory bowel disease, listen to this, the exact cause of inflammatory bowel disease remains unknown Previously, diet and stress were suspected, but now doctors know that these factors may aggravate but don't cause inflammatory bowel disease. Okay, that's what one part of the Mayo Clinic website says. Then, when you read on, and I'm talking about a paragraph away, what causes it? Okay. Therefore, it may be environmental factors, including a diet high in fat or refined foods, play a role. People living in northern climates also seem to be at a greater risk. So at first they're saying diet and stress were suspected, but now the doctors, the all-knowing doctors, know that these factors may aggravate, but they don't cause it. Okay, this is psychotic, and these are the people that are going to be working on you, so let's go to the definitive expert. Let's go to the Center for Disease Control, and what do they say 60% of all Americans have? you got a chronic illness or disease, and they list a number of them. So, again, we have this delusion of diagnosis, delusion, the psychosis. Yes, you have this label, you have a diagnosis. Well, and we have a number of drugs that you can be given to handle the symptoms that you're experiencing. But who is looking at the cause? Nobody, because the medical system doesn't know the cause. Let's look at heart disease. Um, and they have the the main um, causes, and they got seven chronic diseases. Now, 60% of Americans have a chronic disease. Four out of 10, or 40%, have two or more of these chronic diseases. So this is the sickest population on the planet. You're talking $3.3 trillion every year is spent on this. This is the sickest animal species ever. Heart disease, cancer, lung disease. Uh, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, and chronic kidney disease. So what do they say causes it? Heart disease is the most common cause is hardening of the arteries. It can cause by unhealthy diet, lack of exercise, overweight, or smoking. Okay, listen to that. Heart disease is caused by lifestyle factors. Are lifestyle factors taken into account or is the symptom drugged? It's drugged. Let's look at cancer. Cancer is saying genetic, really genetic. Now, you can't have a genetic epidemic, that we know, um, but they go on to state that those um, genetic mutations you were born with, but also um, if you've inherited a genetic mutation that predisposes you to cancer, doesn't mean you're going to get cancer. So it's really not the genetics that you were born with, it's how you express them. Let's look at chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Okay, this is, again, long-term exposure to irritating gases, particular matter, um, industrial or cigarette smoke. What are strokes? Strokes are also caused by atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries, according to the CDC. So, wait a second. So, does this mean unhealthy diet, lack of exercise are causative factors of the body weakening? Absolutely. Let's look at Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's believe, okay, so again, there's no definitive cause of Alzheimer's, that many factors influence the combination of genetic, lifestyle, and environmental. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the science behind it, on brain autopsies, there's a huge amount of aluminum inside of the brain of Alzheimer's. So how does the aluminum get in there? could be from vaccines, could be environment. Something is causing the rise in metal exposure inside of that blood-brain barrier. Type 2 diabetes, again, they say has several causes, genetic and lifestyle. Well, really, what about Dr. Gabriel Cousins, who's developed the cure for diabetes by changing the lifestyle? And again, Chronic kidney disease. What's the cause of chronic kidney disease? Diabetes. What's the cause of diabetes? Um, lifestyle. Chronic kidney disease is also caused by high blood pressure. What's the cause of high blood pressure? Um, well, this happens to be um, unknown. Idiopathic is the most common cause of high blood pressure. However, if you look at hardening the arteries or toxic deficient lifestyle that damages the arteries, this is pretty much it. So, again, I'm just going in the delusion of diagnosis. When you go to, into the medical system, what you're doing is you're submitting to these tests and to get a diagnosis. And if it's from an idiopathic cause, which is an unknown cause, um, no one knows. And idiopathic means one's own suffering. Okay, to treat those symptoms without treating the cause is psychotic. You get sicker. This is why our population is diagnosed with an, with an unknown origin of a disease. They're drugs, so their symptoms are comfortable, and they, they get sicker. Now let's look at iatrogenic, which is a disease induced by a patient, um, in a patient, by treatment or a physician. Now, when you look at iatrogenic disorders, and this is hugely important, so now we got the undiagnosed, you know, the unknown diseases, the idiopathic ones. And so what do you do with an idiopathic disease once you have that diagnosis? You drug it. Since we know that most of these are lifestyle factors, no one's going to tell you to change the lifestyle. So this one out of the Medical Journal of the Armed Forces of India, They say that diseases caused by the medical doctor, um, quote, with the multitude of drugs prescribed to a single patient, adverse drug reactions are bound to occur. One of the basic principles in treatment stated by Hippocrates is first do no harm. Stories of medical remedies causing more harm than good have been recorded from time immemorial. It would be possible to provide the benefits of modern medicine if reasonable steps in diagnosis and treatment were withheld because of the possible risks. Absolutely. So you start looking at this and you say, well, wait a second, this sounds insane. We don't know what the causes of it is, but the interventions can cause damage. So this article goes on to state mechanical procedures such as aspiration of fluids can lead to secondary hemorrhage. Um, Needle biopsies can lead to shock. Endoscopic um, procedures can cause damage. This is why when we did a talk on um, colonoscopies, how damaging those are. What about diagnostic imagery? Well, contrast media, and this is when you're shooting an X-ray and you want to inject some dye in people, um, this can be moderate, severe, and sometimes fatal. Uh, when you look at anaphylaxic shock, the article states, and I'll read it verbatim, penicillin and other beta-lactam antibiotics and various types of vaccines and sera in human insul- and human insulin are common agents that cause anaphylactic. Aspirin and other nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory agents can cause also anaphylactoid reactions. That means Motrin, Advil, Aleve. And they go that adverse drug reactions uh, are in six categories: um, dose-related, non-dose-related, which are called bizarre; dose-related and time-related, so you're taking it too long, too much; um, delayed use, withdrawal of use, and failure of the therapy to. That just kills you. So what is this? I mean, we're talking 60% of the population is in this diagnostic psychosis where you go to the medical system and they give you a collection of symptoms that they don't know what the cause is, and then they give you medications that are toxic that can cause damage to control the symptoms of the disease that they're not even looking at the cause. So obviously, it's got to be something to do with the immune system. Because if there's a difference between genetic and genetic expression, this has got to be immune system defect, right? Let's look at the absolute definitive experts. Dr. Mark Davis, chair of Stanford University of School of Medicine, Microbiology and Immunology. This guy knows. What does he say about the immune system? It's staggeringly complex. At least 15 different interacting cell types spewing dozens of different molecules into the blood to communicate with one another. That's an awful lot of moving parts, and we don't know really the vast majority of what they do or what they should be doing. We can't even be sure on how to tell if the immune system is working or not working right, let alone why not, because we don't have good metrics of what a healthy human immune system looks like. Absolutely. Here's Gary Fathom, again, professor of immunology and rheumatology. If a patient were to ask me how my immune system is doing today, I would have no idea how to answer that, and I'm an immunologist. None of us can answer that. Right now, we're still doing the same test I did when I was a medical student in the late 60s, end of quote. So obviously, you've got some real doctors out there that are saying, look, I've studied the immune system for 40 years, and we're still not sure at how this works. I guarantee you these brilliant doctors are not going to be saying, let's, let's find the correct diagnosis and give the chemical to handle the symptoms without looking at the cause. That is just dumb on top of psychotic. Did you know that according to the Merck Manual, that there are nearly 40 different types of drugs that cause neuropathy? And yes, if you take a drug for cardiac symptoms, okay, this drug can cause neuropathy. No problem. You can get another drug. What about a drug for high blood pressure or bipolar disorder or seizures or epilepsy or dermatitis, skin infections? If you take those type of drugs and develop neuropathy or, I mean, problems that have a a host of systemic problems, you get sicker. So what does the Journal of Law and Medical Ethics have to say? They say the pharmaceutical industry has corrupted the practice of medicine through its influence of what drugs are developed, how they are tested, and how medical knowledge is created. That's the biggest thing, how medical knowledge is created. This is a system that the head gardeners of our garden, 60% of America, has a chronic illness or disease that they will never recover from. Why? Because the source is not looked at. It's not identified. It's not even appreciated. Okay, 40% of Americans, 40% of our country, have more than one chronic illness or disease. So what does the Harvard Medical School have to say? They say, avoid the annual physical. That's right. This system is so messed up with the, the diagnosis, okay, coming up with a diagnosis on, on idiopathic diseases that they don't know the cause, and the majority of chronic illnesses that 60% of the people are looking at are lifestyle-related, but you're not going to get that lifestyle advice from a doctor. You're going to get a toxic chemical. They say that the annual physical results in a battery of unnecessary tests, and there's an inverse relationship between the money you spend on this and your health. Let's look at father of evidence-based medicine, Now, this guy, Dr. David Sackett, is a brilliant guy, okay? He gave the quote that's been used at graduations for years. Um, Now, look at this. When I say evidence-based medicine, I'm looking at how people's bodies are responded to the environment. If I look and I see a person that's had some area degeneration that's been going on in that spine causing an irritation, and there's enough bony deterioration to indicate that that thing's been there for over 10 years. And that person is diagnosed with bowel disorders, high blood pressure, um, diabetes. Okay, I'm looking that this is a normal response based on the physical, chemical, or emotional stress. That's my evidence. And then we get that person out of stress, and sure enough, blood pressure, blood sugar, everything normalizes. So what did Dr. David Sackett say? quote, half of what you'll learn in medical school will be shown to be either dead wrong or out of date within five years of your graduation. The trouble is that nobody can tell you which half. So the most important thing that you can learn is how to learn on your own, end of quote. Brilliant. So what we're looking at, we're looking at the complete failure of the medical system, Okay, Using this diagnostic protocol is coming up with made-up solutions, chemical solutions to lifestyle and environmental factors. The allopathic model or allopathetic model is declining. People are starting to wake up. So let me introduce you to the vitalistic approach. The vitalistic approach is completely different than the allopathetic model. This appreciates that the body is intelligent, that has an appropriate response to environmental stimulus. That's right, folks. If you're under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your blood pressure will go up, your blood sugar will go up, and your cholesterol will go up. Now, in psycho worlds, you'd be diagnosed with high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and elevations in cholesterol given toxic chemicals that literally destroy your body. Okay, you're talking that the cholesterol-lowering drugs increase hardening of the arteries, which increases heart failure. And what does hardening of the arteries and heart failure do? High blood pressure. What does high blood pressure do? That leads to chronic kidney disease. So what are these? They're two of the seven top chronic diseases in America that are responsible for 7 out of 10 deaths. So let's go over it. Let's change this paradigm. What is health? health is an appropriate adaptive response to the environment. So if you are under stress, you're sick, you're toxic, by gosh, you need to get higher cholesterol and high blood pressure. If you have a virus, fungal, bacterial infection, your healthy response is to develop a fever, not to take a Tylenol to reduce it, which depletes glutathione. You're looking at an intelligent response to the body. So what's disease? Disease is an unhealthy adaptive response. This means that your body is so sick that you cannot develop an appropriate response. So let's look at, at Dr. Peter Sterling from Cambridge University. He wrote an article, Principles of Allostasis, Optimal Design, Predictive Regulation, and Pathophysiology and Rational Therapeutics. Brilliant article. In medicine, major diseases now rise in prevalence whose causes uh, the homeostatic model cannot explain. Treating these diseases with drugs to fix low-level mechanisms that are not broken turns out to not work particularly well. Well said. Well said, my doctor. So let's look at the autonomic immune system or autonomic nervous system controlling the immune system. If you look at autonomic dysfunction as the motor of chronic critical illness, by God, that makes sense. That is a brilliant, brilliant article. In a book series called the Annual Update of Intensive Care of Emergency Medicine 2013, they say that several cardinal features of chronic illness, regardless of ideology, it comes from an autonomic dysfunction. When we look at comprehensive physiology, Further understanding of the regulatory mechanisms linking sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and immune system are critical for understanding relationships between chronic disease and immune system-associated changes. Absolutely. So when these guys say that immunologists, we're not sure how it works. Okay, chiropractors are saying, look, the autonomic nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body. In fact, every doctor knows that, that the nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body. That is true and true. This means osteopaths, doctors of medicine, doctors of chiropractic, doctors of orthopathy, doctors of naturopathy, everybody knows that the nervous system controls it. So let's look at the autonomic function. If you're under stress, and this is physical, chemical, emotional stress, half of all Americans experience moderate stress. Twenty-five percent experience high levels of stress. Sixty percent of Americans have a chronic illness or disease. Forty percent have more than two. So let's look at this. Is pain really a problem, or is it a clue to a problem? Infectious, high blood pressure, cholesterol, depression, are these diagnostics of a disease or are they an adaptive physiologic response? Voltaire said it the best. Doctors are men who prescribe medicines of which they know little to cure diseases which they know less in human beings which they know nothing. Did you know that for every one, (laughs) scientists found the risk of stroke went up by a third for each blood pressure medication taken. That's right. What's one of the main chronic diseases? Stroke. And what do they say if you're taking a blood pressure medication, your risk of stroke increases. Why do they give you the blood pressure medication to decrease your risk of stroke? A quote from this article and this is out of Science Daily 2015. You're in as much trouble by the time you're on three medications that achieve excellent control as when you're you're have hypertension and it's tr- And it is untreated, which is amazing. Relying solely on this approach is going to come at a dear price of people's lives. Okay, so we're going to have all of this data. We're going to have, um, I mean, really, truly the solution. What is the solution? Look at this. You live according to how you're designed. You eat a diet, plant-based. That means you could eat animals, but they've got to be healthy animals. You're not going to eat foods that are soaked in glyphosate, which destroys your gut flora and increases cancer risk. Um, you need to get your nervous system checked by a corrective chiropractor. That's bottom line. Organic, plant-based, seasonal. If you can't afford fresh organic, by gosh, get frozen. But what you put in your body becomes your body. You need to have a healthy nervous system. You need to exercise every day. That means minimum of a half hour walk in a day. You need to have proper nutrition. That means a man makes it you don't eat it. Sufficient rest every night so your body can generate it. And prayer meditation. If you're missing any of these factors, your body will be in a stressed state. We're going to cover a lot of this tonight, but also we've got a port of art The seminar. Go to drjohnbergman.com. It's at um, November 14th through the 17th. It's going to be a blast. We've got a cruise coming up next year in April. Go to Extreme Health Academy. We've got another webinar coming up this Sunday. Do the research. You cannot trust the medical system. The delusion of diagnostics is absolutely contributing to the chronic disease epidemic. Sixty percent of our population is going to have it. When do we stop? When we get ninety percent? You betcha. Okay, it's going to continue on until we wake up. This is Dr. John Bergman, absolute health advocate. I am your biggest fan. Okay, your body is made in the image and likeness of God. You're brilliant. And this is Based in Science. God bless you, and I love you.